0: Well, hello there ek nation how are you rob howden here alongside david cole for a brand new edition of our face-to-face uh show here on the youtube channel also streaming on facebook live as well it is wednesday july the 20th uh, past that midway point in the season a ton of racing has happened over the last uh, couple of weeks last couple of months david cole you get a bit of a break right now till the next well no a week break and then a break after that august actually is pretty wild but not a lot of national racing or really any national racing going on in August. So much stuff happening in September uh, and October. And that's what we'll get to here in this edition of the face to face. But man, the first half of the season was a crazy one for sure.
1: It certainly was. Yeah. We just talked about that at the, in the, uh, this week in Carding. That was without you for the first time. Me and yeah. Nate Dean were able to, uh, to quarterback, uh, that by ourselves. We're and you're growing
2: uh, up, baby. You're growing up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's going to take some learning to get used to that. But, um, yeah, it, it's been a busy six months, and we're now all, already halfway through July and wrapping it up here uh, next weekend with uh, the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals. Yeah. But yeah, the month of August, that's what we talked about. It's going to be a big month for, for race teams that go nationally to kind of regroup and reset, and then, but also for the regional and local programs to kind of shine through. Again, a lot of kids going back to school in the month of August, so it allows them to stay close to home. And do the regionals that are nearby or the local local events that uh, are are near their place
0: so if you have a look overall at uh, national racing regional racing and grassroots racing the whole pyramid of karting in, in north america and pr- primarily the u.s you'll see that you have kind of three or four really different engine packages we talk about the briggs and stratton of course a uh, big time for the foundation of the sport in, in regional racing uh then you've got of course Iami, you have the uh the vortex rock as well and one of the big Brands, David, that you and I have been covering over the last almost two decades uh, here on ecardinews.com is the Rotax program. We've been to a couple of the Rotax Grand Finals overseas, both for you and I, both of them actually in Portugal. Uh, but you know, the storyline of Rotax over the last couple of years had a big dip here in the U.S. Not globally, still rocking globally, but had a bit of a dip here in the U.S. Uh, we've had a couple of podcasts. We've talked about it. You'll see it a lot. <clears throat> see it a lot on ecardinews.com. The resurgence of the Rotax Max Challenge. Uh, with the guys over at J3 Competition and Race Rotex. That's what's going to happen today. We've got Justin Stefani joining us. But before we bring Justin in, it really has been kind of great to see this this global program rebuilding its roots here in the U.S.,
1: Well, as you said, globally, it it hasn't dipped and gone anywhere because, again, the Rotax Grand Finals is still that elite event and you have to earn your way to compete there. And that's always been kind of, you know, since we went to 2006 World Grand Finals in Portugal, that was like the kind of the eye opening experience of like, oh, my gosh, it's the Olympics of karting. It truly is where you're bringing people from all over the world to compete in the same categories, same engine package. Same chassis, even that's really what just kind of blows you away and the when same you think tent. about it.
0: Everybody in the same under, tent.
1: Essentially under I the same it. tent, especially, yeah. you know, where you go to Port of Mile, you where they'll be this year, where it's literally all the competitors in one tent. Uh maybe they might have to separate it because it's getting bigger and bigger with the minis and micros being added uh last couple of years, and then also now you have the electronic, the E twenty programs yeah. uh for both junior and senior competitors. So the event just continues to grow. And again, Rotax is, is always had a global position. It's just here in the United States. It's, it's gone up, gone down. And now it's gotten that climb back up again, you know, thanks to J three and, and race Rotax kind of building, bringing it back to grassroots racing and, and kind of getting that, that footing back in the door.
0: And the cool factor is it, when it first came here, here in late, late nineties, I guess, as a, as a kind of a grassroots program, that's the way Rotax was brought into the program was uh, this grassroots engine with service centers all around the uh, uh, the country that would just be able to service your engine. You went back out. They weren't engine builders. They were service centers to go back out. Well, again, the ups and downs have happened in the, with the brand, but it's still a grassroots program with a world-level race. It's very unique that way. And to fill in the gaps between grassroots and clubs, uh, Justin and the 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 crew at, uh, at Race Rotax started their Trophy Series East, Trophy Series West, and, of course, this year leading to an event in October at Newcastle Motorsports Park that we'll talk a lot about in this particular broadcast. This show kind of focused on that. The U.S. Trophy Finals, which will happen, as I say, at newcastle so let's let's bring justin in he's kind of been the guy on the ground with this program and has been working hard on it justin i know uh first of all great to have you back here on the yeah. face-to-face we've had a couple before We well, you and i've known each other for a couple of decades back when you were doing a bunch of racing then of course uh, in with j3 competition and everything you guys have done uh, competition wise racing wise this new uh this new uh journey this new adventure with rotax you guys are really making big strides over the last couple of years yeah, no, it,
2: it, it's been good. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, those of you that don't know, um, I feel like we get so many new people into the sport year after year, which is exciting. I think, you know, guys um, like myself and then what makes up the rest of the J3, Jim and, and John Giacomelli, um, you, you know, we um, when we took the program on, obviously um, you guys kind of nailed a lot of it in the intro. Um, it's just the value of the brand, the global position, and then obviously the product um that we're distributing and selling to the market you know we believe in strongly and you know we've been a business that's always been based on you know trying to offer really high quality goods and services and you know rotex just obviously fits that so um, it's been good for us it's been exciting to to see the growth as you outlined it's it's through the regions it's through um local tracks um and then obviously with our trophy series it's trying to create that bridge and I think, you know, I couldn't have said it any better, Rob, is you have this engine platform that is is so user-friendly, it's so durable, it ticks so many boxes, but yet, they, in my mind, I think in most, the ultimate race they put on is... You know i'll say arguably to be politically correct is, but it's yeah. arguably the best race in the world so you kind of the the way as as a global brand they've been able to glue their product line and what they're doing to an actual real you know customer journey map um is something that's just just so cool and i think that's what kind of catches some people off guard is the magnitude of the rotax grand finals um but then how you know the whole program's kind of backed down all the way to the local level, so um, yeah, it's been exciting, it's been good, been a lot of work. Um, but um, you know, we just we've been having a blast the last few years meeting the new people, onboarding new people into the sport, and that's really what it's been about. Kind of in this next phase of our business, right? Obviously, we're still on the competition side fairly heavily, nothing like we kind of once were maybe back in the day, if you will, mm-hmm. but um just been a lot of fun bringing so many new people in the sport and being able to use the product line and the platform as a tool to do that.
0: Justin, let, let's touch briefly. You mentioned this, and this is why I'm going to bring come come back to this. You talked about the fact that um, that we get new people in, right? Maybe last three, four years that don't know a lot about the Rotax program. You know, in the intro, we talked about it went down. The reason why there was kind of a downturn in Rotax was there were time there was an, a time where there was an evolution shift in the technical side of the engine, right? They were trying different components, and that you know, it, it incurred a lot of costs to those that were involved in it. That's, I think, the big selling point for you guys right now. That's in the past. And, and through that time, now it's this stable, reliable platform that you guys have put together. You know, Rotex, obviously, this isn't a carding brand. You know, Rotex BRP, Bombardier is a world, world brand. This is Rotex, their component of it. And what they've been able to do, where the stability has happened globally, and now, of course, here in the U.S., is the fact that they now have that package. That is like you say, unbelievably user friendly. There's probably another, not another engine, a two-cycle engine with that kind of user friendliness.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it, right? I mean, their um, their their core is two-cycle technology. You know, what I mean they're doing technology for many other players in the world and yeah. different other forms of it. So now with with the package that they that they kind of finally ticked all the boxes on and you know, 16, 17, if you will, um, it's been stable. Nothing's, you know, really changed. The minor updates year to year are less than what um, the competitors and other verticals are doing. Um, obviously with their their bandwidth their infrastructure, their technology side, their R&D side, right, a company of that magnitude, they're able to to really replicate it. And with some of the new technologies they brought in-house, the parity, the consistency in the product, um, obviously COVID, we know that, but that's done to the global supply chain across the board, big company like Rotax, um, there's a lot of leverage there. Um, it really hasn't hit them um, they've been able to feed the global market you know for us we've been getting anywhere from 35 to 50 engines a month in the warehouse on schedule no issues parts fulfillment so you know there's a lot of things that go into having a good successful program one thing is you know you got to have a, a product that people like to drive it's got to be easy relatively maintenance free um, but you got to have the product has to be available right yeah. um, and you got to be able to get it to them when they need it and if you can't, um, customers tap their toe. And, and you know, I, I think as a karting as a whole, we hope they don't leave the sport, but some of them, you know, go by a boat or a jet ski or they do something else. Right. Um, so I think we're really in this phase where we've kind of, we're, we're starting to emerge out of our uh, crawl phase and getting really into our walk phase. Right. Um, and, and that's just Obviously, making sure that we have all the boxes ticked um, from, you know, being able to service the customers, not only with a good product, but when they call and they need parts and engines, we're able to get the stuff out the door and get it to them. So, so that it's just, it's just great, you know, great company to work with. And like you said, we're just building it slowly. Um, you know, the overused word organically, right? But uh, it's really what we've been doing, you know, and, and, it, and it's working and, and people love the product. And so it's been exciting.
0: Let's segue off the term you used, walk and then run, because now you're into the second year of your trophy series, right? Last year, of course, you had the trophy series west, which starts earlier in the year. Then once the racing season gets rolling in the east, you have your trophy series east, which is, I think, right in the middle. So is there a race this weekend coming up, I think? or just uh, No, one? so
2: we, we just had one. It was round thought, two. Yeah.
0: Yep, it was round oh. two. Um Lafayette Motorsports Park.
2: Um, Super cool area, um, yeah. old school track. Um, yes, the, the Goddard family owns that and runs it. And when you go there, it's funny, we just came back from a, um, a couple week trip in Europe and it's, it's kind of like you've taken a, a European track, shrunk it, and put it in upstate new york like the scenery the meticulousness it's just it's phenomenal um nice venue that they have there and and the race went off grade and then um we do a double header to round out our east series that's uh second weekend in august that's at um oakland valley race park which we know that that's kind of been a staple in the sport since you know tim hannon does a phenomenal job there with, with with you know the proximity to New York city and the population and bringing people there. And you see so many of these national drivers that then go to these, you know, pro teams, if you will. So many of them come through that area, you know, Mike Doty racing's up there, Fox and son. Um, there's a couple other big supporters, um, you know, of our series and program. And, you know, they're, they're pretty high on the, on the national scene too. So we'll end there with the, with the, with the two race double header that weekend. And, um, you know, that that's, you know a couple about a month and a half ish or so off, and then you know we'll head to head to Newcastle and try to hand out some tickets to some people right? so
0: let's let's touch base really quickly on the trophy series West first. Can you gave us a little synopsis of yeah. the East. The West obviously wrapping up earlier. you had a bunch of racers come out to be part of that action. you know like it's interesting, right? the different the different regions have different chassis brands, different teams, which I think yep. are awesome, different names. and then of course, you have the different ones in the East and that's when they're going to meet in the in the finals in October at Newcastle. Talk a little bit about the Trophy Series uh, West. How did that go this year, second year for the program?
2: Yeah, it, it went good, right? Um, the the cool, the, the interesting thing about the West is people don't realize how spread out everything really is. You know, we have such a concentration in the Northeast, the Southeast, kind of the Midwest, right? Where people are driving, not only are the, the, the distances in between races short, but the pure density of population in the country and the sure. density of economy and wealth and disposable income is massive. So you've always seen that trend where, um, you know, the East Coast by and large really is pretty much, you know, quite a bit bigger. Um, but it was good. You know, we, we did two rounds. We did um, PKRA and Grand Junction, which um, kind of follows the same concept we have on the East, right, for these regional programs. We're really going to core, if you will, karting facilities. Right? Um, you think of PKRA? You think of Grand Junction, um, which has been taken over by Jesse Nolan? We all know Stacy Cook. Um, you know, had that forever. They're both kind of fan favorite tracks. Um, you know, great racing. We we had great weather. Uh, the Colorado rain hit us a little bit for the last two finals, um, but it but it's been good. And in the kind of the interesting thing is. We've seen, and this is an exciting part, is um, probably a majority of the sales we've had for the program hasn't been necessarily correlating to people that want to race for a grand finals ticket, right? There are people that are either new to the sport, so they love the engine, they love the package, or they were maybe on a different package, or maybe they were part of the Briggs vertical, they want to go faster. And so they kind of are, you know, getting a pen and paper out, and they're just jotting down, you know, a pro and con column, and they're 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 jumping on board with the Rotax program. So that part of it's cool because that shows the foundation that we're building. We're not just selling engines to people that want to go to the grand finals, and so that part is from a data point for us and for Rotax is is really just ticking the exact box on what we're trying to do here. Wow,
0: that you know that brings me, it's kind of flashing me back. Justin, because we've been doing this, obviously, all, all three of us for, uh, you know, two, two decades, three decades, some four cool. decades. Yeah. David's <laughs> like, how, yeah, keep going. Um, I be, I've
1: been here since I was born. Come on you now. Had, <laughs> you, you actually have.
0: You have. But where I'm going with this, Justin, like when you talk about the fact of where you where a lot of your sales are coming from, it reminds me of. Of 2000, 99, 2000, yeah. 2001, yeah. when I, when the when road tax first came in and it, it found new people. It was just, it was this club level deal where you came out of rental carts, whatever, and boom, I want to go two cycle racing. And that's what you bought and you ran yeah. wherever at Michiana Raceway Park or down in Florida, wherever it was. It feels like, it feels like a lot of the, the momentum. I know you have the, the, the regional series and everybody in there is thinking about going to port to Portugal, but wow you can build that foundation again, that's what builds a, a house as opposed to building just the roof.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. And then, and then, you know, as we jump into talking about the final, that that's really the premise on how we, we structure the ticket allocation was to reward those people that are really genuinely following that journey. But we also have to, to kind of understand that, um, from a, you know, we'll call it pro Carter level or high end Carter, national Carter. I mean, everybody's got a different um, deal. They, they feel comfortable about about calling it is those drivers know how important those teams know how important and they know the level of the, the, the grand finals and what that means to go there, not only for, um, their drivers, but for their brand, right. As team owners and team managers and, in in you know, the, 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 bigger team operations, um, to be relevant in that you need to be relevant on all the high end global races, you know, to compete, to, to say, Hey, we're going to go toe to toe with, you know, some of these European, um, teams. Um, there's no better place to do it than say, Hey, I have a, a national race team and I'm, I'm fielding 10 or some of them now are up to 20 drivers. Um, But when you can take that driver that let's say you're successful within the U S and you go to that race and you know, your customer doesn't have to pay 20,000 euro. You don't have to worry about special materials or special equipment. And then you, you line your driver up with the hot shoe kid from the United Kingdom or Italy or Germany or Belgium. And you go, Hey, we went over there and we competed against the best. Um, I think that, you know, if I'm a team owner, um, boy, that brings a lot of, that brings a lot of value to the service that, that I'm selling to people, because I think ultimately that's what a lot of the race teams are selling, right. Is it, is a developmental, um, side of their business on how they can develop, you know, a son or a daughter into being maybe a race car driver. Right. So, yeah, um, right? it's, it's, it's cool. So, you know, we got the ticket there that that's open to anybody globally, um, where they can still hey, be let's, able to show hold to- on. Yeah.
0: What- Let's come back to the tickets in a bit. Let's just set the baseline of the event. Let's let's start for those who may not know much about the event. Right, David? Go. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry. With over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.FranklinKart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs and Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening. Cart prep and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network.
1: I was I was going to have a, a quick question to wrap up the West side of things. What oh,
0: sure.
1: what, what region in the western part of the country do you see? Because obviously you have phoenix area you have colorado what region do you see coming up next as kind of the next uh road tax region in the west
2: yeah i i think the northwest right um they've always been pretty big road tax if you will back in the day um I've always always say it, even to people from the Northwest, and they laugh at me. I said the the Northwest is like its own little country up there, right? You know, they, they, <laughs> it's you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's like it it's but it's cool, right? It, it's the uniqueness of it. But we've already, you know, we got some some good partners up there. Um, we've onboarded a couple new people there. Um, there's been a lot of interest there. Um, the one main, I guess kind of quasi national level series that they have up there they run an open platform right now so there's been a lot of interest so that'll kind of be where the where the growth sort of stretches um out um on the western half of the united states you know to be that washington oregon sort of area
1: yeah it doesn't help that it trickles down from canada as well too and then yeah area. yeah
2: well you know then there's obviously canada you know i tell people i say the thing is is um bombardier is a canadian-based company right so from a brand recognition standpoint um everybody loves the products right and it's weird it's you know it we're there now in the united states but it's always been strong in canada and that's one of the reasons why it kind of resurges because the culture there is so embedded with you know can am and and these things so um you know in in western canada you have you know the 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 chris black you have bbr card you know there's so many people there and then obviously there's a lot of cross-pollination from canada and down into the united states so um, mm-hmm. That's certainly going to help, you know, that that growth there as yeah. we, we all work together.
0: All right, so let's let's set the uh, let's set the whole show here right now for the event at Newcastle Motorsports Park. Line us up. Uh, you know, when's the event happening? When's registration going? Fill us in on what's included uh, if you're coming to the the U.S. Trophy Finals.
2: Yep, yep. So it's at Newcastle Motorsports Park, which you know pretty much doesn't need much of an introduction, <laughs> obviously. Uh, October sixth uh, through the ninth are the dates. The sixth um, is Thursday. That'll be um, a track um, practice through the track. The schedule will be will be set through race road tax. You'll go to Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It'll be a one final program, winner take all sorted of program. Um, be a set of heat flights in there, so it'll be more of your, um, you know, more racing, you know, less. Qualifying, pre-final, final. So it'll be um, a little bit more of a that sort of a structure. Um, that's when it starts. Yeah, uh, registration goes hot um, online August eighth. Um, you'll be able to register. Um, registration will be everything you'll need Friday um, through Saturday and Sunday for the driver. Um, and then your Thursday will be practice through the track. Um, you know, it's going to include all your scan tires, so, um, kind of your normal you know offerings that you would expect at at, um, you know, race like this. Um, so yeah, it should be good. We got a, we got a great staff that we've, um, continually adding to with a lot of quality people all the way from registration to key operations, people to sporting people, you know, race directing, assistant race directing, um, and then our tech side, you know, who we've had Mike Edwards for, you know, a long time. He does a top-notch, um, top-notch job. We're going to be bringing in, um, we're gonna have a few, uh, members from, from rotax and austria that are going to be here for, at the race so Excellent. we're really going to be kind of backfilling in a lot of those key positions um, to, to really make the event have that that high level sort of value for the people that do attend it
0: well, we pulled you back a little bit there because you you were getting rolling so now mm-hmm. we can let we can turn you loose no, here everybody okay. wants know about the tickets obviously for this program and again that's the key right you got your west coast the east coast trophy program you got the finals going to the grand finals over in Portugal, line us up. How, how, how do you the, How do you win the tickets? How many are available? What classes? Give us a lineup on how, how people are going to be joining Team USA.
2: Sure. So um, there's basically, there's one ticket available for micro. Okay. Um, there's three total for mini. Uh, there's two junior, two senior and uh, two masters right now. So um, basically in mini, Two of the tickets are open. So if you've never ran a Rotax race and you show up to Newcastle, you have two opportunities to win a ticket. Junior, there's one that's available to anybody. Senior, there's one that's available to anybody. And Masters, there's one that's available to anybody. Um, The micro ticket is reserved to what would be, and this is the same for micro, mini, junior, senior, masters. There's one ticket in each of those categories that will go to the highest points finisher from either the east or the west so this final race almost acts well it does it acts as a fifth race to those east or west drivers so it's kind of like we did way back in the day where you're going to have a west driver that's going to come in with x amount of points an east driver is going to come in with x amount of points they're going to race each other plus there's going to be added one-off entries in there which is going to add some excitement to it and of those east and west drivers which one leaves or ends the final at Newcastle with the highest points total is going to win the ticket. Um, so it's a pretty oh, cool, see. pretty cool. You know, I, you don't want to say it's an old school system or, you know, it's anything spectacular, but it's really a great way to be able to kind of bind the country, right? The East and the West, not playing favorites to one area and allowing them to each kind of race each other. Um, and the point structure is a, is a little bit more elevated at the final round. Um, So even if somebody's coming in in third or fourth or fifth place, um, yeah. they they still have a chance. It's not like oh I'm fourth in the East, there's no way I'm going to win the ticket. I mean it's 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 you know 50% more points on a hole, and then the spread from first second to third, that gap is is quite a bit more. So it's not straight math. It, it's really kind of anybody's ball game for that. Like, one ticket for your trophy east or west driver
1: so i'm going there for my excel experience pre- pretty much right yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah which, which, which is cool that that that's the fun part you guys are going to be there right we're going to so, be um, looking forward to it yeah. it's going to be good you're going to be um i just actually got a message um from henry so he's on board so he's going to uh join you he said i'm i'm, I'm yes! happy to be I'm, I'm happy to be rob's sidekick whatever he needs yeah. me to do so that is
0: awesome yeah, that, that's that's going to be an all star,
2: uh, you know, not not to get Rob's ego too much, but you get Rob <laughs> and
0: then you get Henry in there. I mean, this, that's awesome. This is going to be exciting. So, that's great news. I love that. That's fantastic. Now, yeah. let's so let's let's see, let's bring everybody together. Team USA, let's just let's just pump th- stuff up about it because those who maybe who, who don't know a lot about the Rotax program over the years, let's talk about the heavy hitters who have imparted Team USA at Rotax events and like where they are now. Like, you think of some of these guys. You know, like uh, like Oliverasque. You know, Joey Wimsett, um Nick Nary, Kyle Kirkwood, uh, Kyle, Kirk, Kyle Kirkwood, IndyCar. Um, uh, who I, who the, our winner? Why did I just forget his name? Well, Manuel Correa as well. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yep. Oh, it's a it, winner. It, it, I, I, it,
2: wow. It, it, no, I mean those are the heavy hitters, right? And, the and heavy then I hitters, even. Yeah. You know, yeah, and then I even think of you know the ones that are. You think of how many great ones never actually a made it, but then you think of how many really great Carters that, that made it maybe didn't necessarily win or get on a podium, but how influential they still currently are in our sport. You know, let's talk about the Ryan Norbergs, right. Let's talk about Ashley Ruggiero. You know, I I, I think, you know, one of the first, maybe the first, I don't know, females to, to, to go, you know, and, and these, um, you know, I know there's more. Those are just a couple that come to me, but, you know, they're they're driver coaching. They're, they're still kind of, you know, the gold standard, if you will. And and these are people that have, have been there. And um, so it, it, it's cool the, as well. Right. Who's Alan that? Rudolph. Oh, Rudolph. It, 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 there, there you go. Right. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of endless. Um, and I think the one thing's probably. Um, everybody's gotten older or they're at different stages in their lives or career paths or whatever. But I think if you, if you had all of them on here and said, you know, what's one race you'd like to go back to, what's one race that you haven't won of all the ones that they've won, right. They've all won, you know, too many to count. I'm probably right. almost sure they're saying I want to win that, you know, the Rotax Grand Finals. Um, you know what it was?
0: just you know, it was what it was for me. It was for me seeing guys like Rudolph and these top guys, like a Rudolph who had won for 20 years, right? Finally, got to go over for, to run Masters, and to see the pride that he had in wearing the red, white, and blue. You know what I mean? Um. That, that's for me. That's always the thing. It's, it's that you know any athlete I think wants to represent their country. That would be a really cool deal. But to see some of these guys who are who are legends of the sport and have that extra kind of burst of of pride for being part of it. That's a, I think that's a really good marker of how important it is and how much of an experience it is for anybody to be part of that program.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think I think part of that obviously you you hit on it. It comes from the the kind of the fact of when they go and Alan Rudolph or whoever it is. They know they're on equal footing. Right. They, they know it's not. Well, do I have the latest gen, you know, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. that this guy has that I don't have. Right. You go and you're, you're kind of like there's a lot of factors, but you're like, you know what? This is this is on me and, Um, I can do this. And I think, you know, that just kind of compounds that American spirit and that that sort of willingness to be able to compete on that level, knowing that, you know, you you have a fair shake.
0: And if, let's just go back to you mentioned the first woman. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't that January Grove, Dave? Wasn't she the first woman on on Team USA? Remember January? She ran DD Two Masters, I think, back in the day.
2: Okay, okay, okay. So we got to
0: go back to that one. I, I just yeah, yeah, that would be second. good. I don't know why. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. Let's get the lineup yeah, of female races no. that we've had on Team yeah. USA. Okay, yeah. so so we've talked about the people that have been part of this thing. Huge, you know, the Kirkwoods, the Askews, the Rudolph's, the Norbergs. Um, let's go a little bit, let's go back to the race itself a bit. What, you know, so let's say we're going racing. What do we have logistics wise track side? You know, if, if somebody rolls mm-hmm. in, is, is there, do you guys have an engine tech crew there? Is there, is there, like, what do you guys have in terms of supporting racers track side?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think, you know, what people could, can expect that haven't been is, um, you know, those that kind of know J3, um, you know, we're, we're, tend to be over prepared for everything. Right. So you're going <laughs> to, you're going to, you're going to roll in. You're going to have a <laughs> I'm
0: glad you said that about yourself. Good.
2: Right. I'm not trying to be ego, but sometimes we'll show up and I'll go, why did we, you know, this is way more than what we needed to. Right. So maybe it's just more of a mental check that, that I like cut back on some stuff. But well, full time, you know, registration. So that'll be up and running. Um, our tech is open um, before the first day of practice. If you have your questions, you go and ask Mike, how does this work? How does that work? All of the regulations, any of that stuff is on the Race Road Tax website. So that's pretty easy to go through on your basic, you know, how many sets of tires do I get? Which engine can I use? Which engine can't I use? We actually even on our event page, we have a, kind of an FAQ document on there, which I think will probably get most of people's sort of broad stroke questions answered. Um, we're there with our full parts. um you know, sales there. So Jim's typically running that. So, you know, well, anything anybody needs we have on site. Um, obviously, you know, we, we try to get everybody to order through teams or ahead of time your practice tires, but we we'll the container tires there. You'll be able to come up, get practice tire vouchers if you need to, fuels on site, all of that sort of amenities that you need. Um, we'll be able to take care of. We also um, do something I don't, I want to say a little bit different, but but we always have one person at the sales trailer that's also helping with the tech side of stuff in terms of support for the customer. It's not so much, you know, we'll give you whatever insight we have. It's not so much um, tuning. It's, you know, if you have questions or, you know, how does this spring go on or I'm having issues. And, and a lot of it's really kind of your fundamental, oh, wow, I can't believe I did that. But we make sure we kind of have that, you know, from the very first day on. So when people have questions, we get a lot of people roll their card over, hey, is this right or is this wrong? So just trying to have that added layer of, of service for the customers um, because not everybody's coming with the team, right? You're going to have um, dad and son, mom and dad, the family show up. So we always want to make sure that we're we're inclusive. We're not exclusive. We want to make sure that we're able to provide it to every customer, no matter if they're you know coming in a big hauler or if they're coming in the, the back of the pickup truck.
0: We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Established in 1999, PSL Carding has become a powerhouse within the carding industry for North America and around the world. PSL Carding is your complete source for all Borel Art products as the North American importer, providing this top quality product through both their expansive dealer network or through the pslkarting.com online store. Whatever you need is available 24-7 online, including safety gear, parts, components, and full karting packages. All three brands, Morrell Art, Ricardo Kart, and Charles Leclerc Karts are in stock and ready to hit the track. Grab your winning chassis for any category by visiting pslkarting.com to find your nearest dealer. PSL Karting is always looking for interest in new dealers and teams to help create new business relationships. Drivers looking to take their talent to the next level can join the Burrell Art North America race team competing at all the major U.S. and Canadian events this season. When you're ready to win, go with PSL Karting. Powered by technology, D.I.D. racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, D.I.D. Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, D.I.D. prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium-carbide layer on the pin's surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today. Because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Again, talking to Justin Stefani here from Race Rotex and J3 competition about the upcoming U.S. Uh, uh, trophy Finals at Newcastle Motorsports Park on October 6th to 9th. Uh, so, so, Justin, you, you talked about families coming in. Uh, what if there's a family who's not uh, in a Rotex region? One of the ones mm-hmm. that you guys are really supporting. Where do they go to get an engine right now? Like said somebody wants to get, you know, I've got everything I need. I want to bolt a new engine on. Where do they go to get a Rotex engine right now?
2: Yeah. So you can go to, you can go to the race road tax website right at the oh, top. There's a button that says service centers. You click on it. It's got all the, should be updated. Um, I think the team updated it last month. It has all the available service centers there. Um, resellers, you know, obviously at that point, it's kind of like buying any product. Um, maybe you're buying off of somebody's results or proximity to you, or you call them, whatever. So you're pretty much pretty straightforward, right? Um, you'll be able to find a service center. Um, if you're an American driver, licensed driver doing the race, you will need to be on an American engine, um, sealed by an American service center. So there's no ways around that. Um, so that makes it pretty easy. It's all on the, it's all on the website. Um, then obviously anybody, we get probably, I don't know, not, not a ton, but we get quite a few emails a week, you know, of that question you ask people will filter it into our inbox. Hey, I'm in, you know, uh whatever it is, you know, part of the country, where do I get an engine? Who do you recommend? And, you know, we just simply drive them to that webpage. Um, you know, if it's somebody that I know is close to an existing service center, then I just forward that information off to our service center, you know, and that service center can reach out to them and obviously service them, but you know, stock for the products, not an issue. Um, the service centers have been doing really well this year. They've, they've been busy. Um, so, yeah, the, the partners that we do have in the market are, are doing a really good job.
0: You know, obviously with your deep connection to, to Rotax, both here uh, nationally in the U.S. and of course in, in globally as well, you know kind of what's going on. We we touched on it a little bit out of the gate, how big it is globally right now. A lot of growth happening here. In the U.S., you know, you and again organically, as you said, you're trying to find those areas that have open tag classes. Now support the Rotax racers there. You're growing in certain areas, uh, as you said, with the both trophy programs. Overall, is Rotax pretty pleased with what's happening here? Then, once you kind of give us some insight there, how do you see Rotax globally right now? Is it is it is it prime for and more growth even?
2: yeah um so I mean I think right now the the growth is is planned for well into the double gi- digits for the next you know two to three years um, you know globally as a whole right now um, you know as we kind of keep building here in the United States it's it's far surpassed where it was and it's if we want to call it its prime early mid um, you know 2015-ish 14-ish in that area so it's they're um sort of busting at the seams if that's the right analogy from a growth globally so you kind of go to some of these other countries um you know uk everybody always likes to kind of use that as a as a kind of a i don't know a, a meter as to what the what the globe's going to do and they're They're ranging on right now, I think, two to one, maybe even a little bit more, you know, two row taxes to to one of, you know, a competitor's vertical. So it's kind of taken back over in the U.K. We were just over in um, Belgium taking part of um, the Euromax, well, it's the Euro Trophy now, I should say, Um, dating myself there a little bit. Um, And we did the BNL Championship, which is the the um, Belgium-Dutch championship. And, you know, it's, you know, I was... fortunate enough i guess to be at many grand finals and have done Euromax back when it was Euromax in the day you know 2014-13 with some drivers and this was the, the professionalism the technology that rotex has with the race management side of it and their partners who are administering that but the the depth of the fields and the level of competition it was um you know it's just for me being boots on the ground can it testify that it's it's surpassed where it was so Um, yeah, the future looks good. Like I said, we don't have any major, um, you know, monster plans, so to speak, right? We just, we got a good recipe here. Um, I think we've always done a pretty good job of that myself and Jim and John um, to really stay and kind of true to what our sort of business models are and our plans are. And I think that's really how you're kind of successful in anything is just, just stay the course, but, but make sure before you start the course, you, you, you've thought, you know, down the road, more than yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, five feet. Um, so yeah, that that's that's really where it's at. But globally, it's it's good. Um, like I said, it, it's at a level higher than it's ever been. So um, you know, I know a lot of brands and products in our sport ha- have seen similar growth, um, just because of this you know this post COVID you know right. outdoor adventure, if you will, that that we are as people are doing now, which is great. So um, you know, I don't know where everybody else is at in the growth, their growth phase, if they're seeing growth, if they're seeing 20, 30% global growth numbers like Rotax is. Um, but, but yeah, it's um, it's definitely, um, hopefully, it, you know, just keeps going that way.
0: Yeah, so that kind of begs the question. We've talked about the past, obviously, of Rotax, right? We talked about its launch here. We talked about uh, some of the old T- Team USA members, the, uh, the alumni. Uh, talked about the present, everything going on with the Trophy East and Trophy West. Of course, this year in October with the the Trophy Finals, uh, let's look to the future. You know, you obviously, as I said, are connected with, with Rotax itself. You know where you guys are in terms of the future. What do you look at? Is there anything coming down the pipeline we should know about? Is it the E20? What's what's going on with Rotax that you, that you might want to kind of bring up here to kind of tease everybody who's tuned in to talk about the, uh, you know, the trophy finals this year?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think the one good thing for the future is from the EVO 125 Platform, which is you know what we're currently running, the Rotex Max platform. Um, there, there's nothing new there, right? So from a, an investment standpoint, from people that are currently in the product category or people that are looking to get in the product category, there's no new shakeups where you know we're changing you know electronic platforms or carburetor platforms or you know they they really kind of again ticked all the boxes. So this product range is going to go for a long time. There might be a a small change with a washer or something like this, right? But um, ultimately the product is stable. So I think for, for us, that's one of the biggest things about the future yeah. is giving the confidence to the people that are maybe on the fence and the people that are, are in the boat with us to know that their investment is, isn't is really changing. You know, That investment isn't gonna become a loss next year because of a, of a platform upgrade or a change. And I think that brings a lot of stability for future growth for us to be able to continue what we're doing. Um, and then it's obviously no surprise Road Texas put a, a, a pretty large emphasis um, in their E20 program, which is their electric car program. Um, had the pleasure when I was in Belgium to spend some time with Steve Chapman, Daryl Smith. They're over there heading up the electric platform. And um, boy, is, is that is that cool? You know, I don't know when in the United States that'll be kind of integrated or what that timeline looks like. Obviously, we know we're kind of. Um, we love our fossil fuels and our noise and and all of that you know unlike, right. unlike europe so obviously that that timing probably going to be you know drawn out a little bit more but man the the, the technology and just some of the cool features right it's literally that this sounds arrogant but it's literally plug and play you unplug it Push it to the grid um some of the stuff has gamification it's got you know live monitoring you can see it has a push to pass on it um you download everything you can really see the power output of the electric engine compared to say you know over here it's always the engine right you know i lost the race because of the engine if i had his engine then I would be I'd win every race by five seconds. I'll leave yeah. it at that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, 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 nobody that's, goes that's into, Rob. That's Rob. Right? Yeah, nobody goes into all the all the uh, all the touch points. But what's cool is you you can just you download all your uh competitors data so you see what their power output is and you're immediately like, Well he's got the same power output. So you know, that's when you know your dad or your driver coach tells you, you know, a little tap on the head and says, you know, drive better next time, that's right? That's it, right? But uh so that's cool, and and they're working on some iterations to to obviously lighten everything, make it more um, accessible to the users. Obviously, we all know technology moves at such a rapid pace that once you start reducing the weight of the battery packs um, and, and all of these things, then, then it just really you know that whole ease of use and the thing that I'm excited about the electric. I'm diehard two cycle, you know, mixed <laughs> fuel and oil, and you know, we grew up in that. Um, I love the the concept of it's going to allow us to be able to get the new generation of society that didn't grow up with their dads being mechanics. They didn't grow up with working on the lawnmower. They didn't grow up with knowing what a weed eater is. Right. So to be able to engage that new culture, to be able to engage that new segment of society, you really, you have to have products for them. Right. And and it's kind of like going to somebody now and saying, Hey, all we have is a rotary dial phone. It's not going to work. You know, Mm -hmm. we have everything. Phone. And and I think that that's the other thing when you talk future of road tax. It's yeah, it's road tax as a company, but when I look at it as our sport, it's these thankful that we have these types of people that are invested in our sport. So in 15 or 20 years down the road, our sport is still going to be relevant, right? Um, Not saying that combustion won't still be around, but I think we can say combustion will be around, but somebody that's 4 years old now that's you know like my daughter growing up with you know an iPhone and all this, these things you know they're not going to want to engage in you know combustion sort of uh activities so and they won't most likely have the skill set unfortunately the mechanical skill set cuz everything is plug and play i mean I, I had technical problems with my laptop here right cuz it wasn't plug and playing before we got here so um <laughs> So, so they're
0: they're not going to have that love of spelling Motul in the morning is what you're saying. Yeah, they're not going to go to the
2: dirt track. They're not going to go to the dirt track with their dad and have mud getting flung in their face yeah. and you know what I mean and 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 yeah. having the fumes and and um you know having a headache in the morning when they wake up because of, of it. You know, it's just culture's moving. So um just road tax is definitely on the on the leading foot on that and so that's you know, I don't know what the timing will be but what I saw is exciting. And then, you know, you put um, Steven Chapman, you put Daryl Smith, you put the entire staff at BRP road tax and and all of their brain trust. You put all of that kind of in a bowl and you start mixing it up and, and you're getting some really good stuff straight away. So um, it's exciting. Um, I always love watching that stuff. I always love kind of getting into it a little bit, um, just just so I'm not left too far behind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's probably the biggest future thing with Rotax. But like I said, their commitment to to the Evo Max program and the combustion side of it, um, that that's been their, you know, kind of their bread and butter with their business model. And, um, yeah, that's not going anywhere. And, and so that's, um, you know, that's what we're looking at for the future. David, so, no, wrap
1: up? so no, so no E twenty arrive and drives uh, in October, right? <laughs>
2: there, there's not, but it's cool because it's it's uh, you know because they're a little limited on some of that stuff. But we tried to get one over to to do it, but um, maybe if Stephen. Sees this video, I'll be able to use it as <laughs> and say, you know, yeah,
0: to,
1: it. at least just give everybody an opportunity to drive yeah. one. I mean, yeah. that's all we ask. You know, and, just like they
0: did at the grand finals, and they're right. adding they're adding junior at the grand finals this year, right? Yeah, yeah. so they're adding okay.
2: junior. We um, just did a post, which I think you guys shared. Yeah. Um, they're they're doing a, an E20 Cup in Portimao. Um, <clears throat> I think it's October. Um, yeah, but yeah, so so Stephen, this is your your warning shot. Um, you have heard <laughs> it from Rob. You heard it from David. Um, we got to get an E20 over to That's uh, the U.S. Trophy Final to let us you know, it. drive it,
0: pack it, ship it. Let's go, pack wow. and ship <laughs> it, ship <laughs> it. Well, listen, Justin, we really appreciate it. And you mentioned, we, you know, we're we're going to be at this event, the uh, U.S. Trophy Finals. Looking really looking forward to this. Uh, it's been a while since I've been trackside for a, ma- a major Rotax event like that. Looking forward to it, and I'm sure a lot of work's going to be done. But again, everybody can go to racerotax.com to get all the information they need, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right on the top toolbar. Um, there's, uh, just a simple button that says trophy series. You can toggle between the trophy series. You click trophy final. That's the event page. A lot of the information's already there. Um, and then obviously we have our contact button on there. So if you have any questions, you can contact or obviously call us here at J3 competition. Um, You know, obviously, four or five of us here working full-time, somebody's always going to pick up the phone or we're going to get back to you as quick as we can and and get any of your questions answered in a timely manner.
0: October 6th to the 9th, Newcastle Motorsports Park, Team USA. Tickets for grabs in a couple different ways. Those that went, of course, to the trophy events, those that are on a one offs should be a fantastic weekend. Again, at one of the best tracks in the country. Justin, thank you so much for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to seeing you soon. Take care, everybody. Those of you tuning in, we're throwing up some links there for you to go right to the FAQ PDFs, the trophy final PDFs as well. David posting them up in the comments. David, we've been to a lot of great Rotax races around uh, the world throughout our time here, of course, in the U.S. as well. It's a great program, as we all know. The grand finals, again, the Olympics of karting, right? One of the single biggest and best karting events in the world. And, man, looking forward to getting down to this one. It should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I, I got to go to the event in 2020 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, that did. was an exciting time. So yeah, last year not having that one big you know Rotax race here in the United States kind of made for you know a kind of tilted year with not having that event in in place. And so I'm glad to see this back. I love the again it's the old stars of carding format. I know Justin didn't want to say that, but <laughs> right, uh, it's the old East versus West type mentality, yeah. and it's something we we've seen and it's something that worked well where you had an East champion and. And a west champion and they all went together where here you you could be fourth in the west and end up winning the ticket to the grand final so that's that's the crazy crazy side of it with with the the shifted points system and so again anybody who hasn't raced road tax this year they have the opportunity to come and win one of those tickets along with those drivers who have supported the program throughout the year winning a ticket there as well too
0: Again, looking forward to getting down to Newcastle October 6th to the 9th, as I had said. Big thank you to Justin Stefani for joining us. For more information, of course, head to racerotax.com. Great to see Rotax rebuilding, grassroots level, regional level, and as uh, Justin says, there's new pockets around the country that are are learning about the the Rotax program. We do uh, thank you for joining us here, of course, on Face to Face. We'll turn this into a podcast. It'll be on the ECAN radio network as well, but always accessible here on the ecartinews.com YouTube channel, especially if you're tuned into Facebook. You can rewatch it, of course, on the EKN YouTube channel. We do uh, thank you. And if you haven't downloaded the EKN Radio Network app, do so. Uh, a lot of stuff going on through there, as we know, all of our content there. And when we are live at the uh, U.S. Uh, trophy Final, that's will be streaming the live broadcast, the live audio broadcast. So make sure to download the EKN Radio Network app to your mobile device. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate everybody tuning in here. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Hadden. Bye for now.